Hey man, welcome to the Badam Ching with Carl. Howdy my riders, and welcome back to the 10th episode, dude, of the You Know What with the You Know Who, number three, man. That's right, CR3, Carlito to some, CR3 to many, and friends to nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's just me and the microphone tonight, baby. All right, let's let's jump into it, man. I ain't got a lot to say. It's been a big week politically. It's been a big week spiritually. Let's just move on, all right? Let's let's dive into something funny, okay? Brad Sativa, man. Brad, I've known you know uh, since obviously since I started comedy. Uh, he's he's really well known on the scene as being like a big merch guy. So if you see like a, a Sativa hat in Nashville. Uh, that's Brad, okay? It's not just weed. It's also a person. And I had the pleasure of interviewing this person, Brad Sativa, comedian, music producer, uh, 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 kingpin of marketing, kingpin of merch. I've seen this man uh, headline zanies. He's put on tons of shows, which featured a lot of up-and-coming Nashville Comics, same old story, man. It's another kingpin on the scene. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further to do, my man, Brad Sativa. Bang, bang. I'm saying this motherfucker dumb. He dumb, man, because the other day I came home, and, like, he was drinking pineapple juice and eating pineapples and shit. I'm like, man, what the fuck with all this pineapple? He was like, no, man. This what uh like this makes your ejaculation taste better and it motivates women to want to give you a blowjob. I'm like, that's a goddamn lie. That's not what motivates women to give you a blowjob. I did a study. It looks like family. Yeah, I did. It looks like family feud. It'd be like, ding 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 number one, money and things that you can buy. That's number one. Listening to them and caring about their emotions. <laughs> and if you fuck around and respect the woman, she give you an earnest blowjob out here with some spark behind it, motherfucker. <laughs> because as a man, I tell you, I, I like two emotions when I get a blowjob. I like you to be real happy about it, like a puppy when you came home from work and you look at it like you miss it. <laughs> or I want you to look at that motherfucker real mad and angry, like you hate it. Like Nancy Pelosi reading a Trump tweet. What's going on, Brad? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing well, man. Just chilling, you know. Same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah, you stole my words, man. Same old, same old, man. How, how's this? I mean, how you been since like this whole like shutdown? You know, I mean, since March, man. Like, like, keep me updated. Uh, it's been uh, it's been I don't know. It's been a process. It's been a a full circle thing for me. It's been where I have I've learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the climate of uh, of of doing comedy and what kind of things you should prep for or an should prep for going forward at least mm-hmm. um yeah i learned a lot of different stuff and um it's not all been bad or i'm not like been depressed or nothing like that <laughs> but it and giving me the opportunity to rethink and like like i don't know reanimate myself in, in a different way and, and and capitalize off of that 
reanimate yourself. I like, I like that. Like, like, I like, like how so though? Like, can you elaborate on that? Reanimate, yeah. reanimating Brad Sativa. Cause the whole thing is that I have been for the most part, an offline performer. Like mm-hmm. uh, I've been dedicated to the stage, you know what I'm saying? Mostly that's been probably 80% of what I've been doing is all been dedicated to the stage I got to the point where that's mostly what I was doing, doing that, producing shows and on the road. Yeah. Um, but now it's, I'm focusing on content now. Like I'm focusing on doing videos. I'm focusing on acting again. I'm back acting. Uh, yeah. Just been doing a lot of different stuff. Uh, and by acting out, like I signed back with my agent. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. So I've been like actually doing auditions again. And uh, so, yeah, just figuring it all out. Yeah, man, doing your thing. Like, I, I saw you recently, you did like a whiskey commercial, right? I did. It's actually, um, it's a set, It's a series. It's uh, six different commercials. And, uh, yeah, we rolling them out. What kind it's of whiskey is it? It's a Smooth Ambler. It's out of West Virginia. Okay. How'd you so, get yeah. hooked up with that, man? Um, I, believe it or not, I actually got DM'd on uh, Instagram. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so I worked with this company uh, like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, they still see me doing stuff like a lot of the people follow me on Instagram and on social media. And so they hit me up. They was like, hey, you still acting? You want to try out this? You want to? do this it's like can you send us a tape in like an hour mm-hmm. i was like fuck it let's do it and i did it and uh i got it so yeah it was it was pretty quick time over nice man you know like like i dig that you know because it's it's hard times all around as you know you know what i mean like man, sure. so 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 for you to like like be able to like get any kind of artistic thing going man like like full kudos to you man for doing that Dude, like, like, so let's jump into it, Brad. Like, like, give me a little bit of, of your background, man. Like, I want to know, like, like, like where you grew up and like what path got you into this comedy spiel, man. Like, give us your story in a nutshell, man. I'd love to hear it. Man, that's a, that's a long story, but I do I know. it though. Hey, let's go. All right. So, uh, I'm, I'm originally from West Tennessee, a little bitty town called Milan. Um, that's what it's like super small, maybe 30,000 in the county. Red mm-hmm. as fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's super red. Um, but then, so I went to a school called Milan. Okay. Uh, for, I, I went to a school in Milan for, until I was in third grade. And then I switched schools. I went to a school called Madonna. And then I was the only black. Madonna? Group. Madonna. Ma, no, Madonna. Oh, okay. Like, no. So everything about West Tennessee, all the, the names are not pronounced as they spelled in in uh in like European countries. So it's like Milan is Milan, like Milan, Italy. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. You know, I, I, I grew up out I, I grew up an hour outside of Memphis, man. So I feel you on that, man. And then uh like Madonna is spelled like Medina. So M B I N A. but yeah, so I went to that school. I was the only black dude in my grade for four years. There was only one black girl. 
and uh, it was one one uh, interracial guy, and so it was like we was all like the only three minorities, and he was pretty much a white guy because his his name is like named Robert E. Lee. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, <laughs> really um, yeah. All right, I wish Damn. I was lying. I wish I could make this up, <laughs> but so the whole thing is that I uh, I went to that school. I, I learned a lot about myself, and I I knew how to push myself as being the only minority and the only black dude to to excel in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. When then I switched back high schools, going to other school, and then uh, I remember my freshman year after I switched back to my other school, which was way more black people. Um, I went to that school. I got roasted my whole freshman year. I was getting taxed, you know, man. <laughs> and um, the whole thing is that, like, one of my cousins was like, hey, man, like, man, you letting these dudes roast you? Look at them. And I like, pointed out the, like, discrepancies in, in them and how they looked and all all their faults. And it's kind of made me look at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing pretty well at that. I started on roasting. I was known for roasting. <laughs> And I used to roast all the time and, and cut up all the time. And that's... Yeah, man. I, which is kind of funny. I get hit up a lot by, like, old high school teammates in football. And so they'd be like, man, we should have known that this was going to be your path. It's like, well, that... <laughs> because I didn't know that this was going to be my path. But, yeah, so roasted motherfuckers all the time. And <laughs> college was just known for being silly. But I was also, like, involved in a lot of stuff. And so a lot of people fucked with me. I was pretty... I did pretty well in college. I was pretty, I guess, popular or whatever. And I did a lot of different stuff what, in school. What, what were you studying in college, man? Uh, marketing. I'm a, marketing. I'm a marketing major. See, that makes so much sense. And I'm going to bring that back around later. All right. I get that. I get that. Yeah. That, that makes all kinds of sense right now. A lot of people don't know that. That's why it's so funny when people, like, I guess they guess the decisions that I make and why I make them. It's like, no, it was like, yeah. yeah. It's like it's coming from a place of like education, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 makes so much sense right now, Brad. Like, yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. So, so you're in college and you're still getting a reputation for being the funny guy, I guess. You know, yeah, being silly, not necessarily being funny. Like we were just okay. like, hey, you know, it's craziest thing that we was doing the thing. Me and my friend, we was recording us talking shit, yeah. and. Uh, this well over a decade ago. This was age wise. <laughs> but it'd be considered what a podcast is now. Yeah. Like doing. Um, and so we was just, I don't know, did a lot of different stuff. And so uh, after I got out of after we graduated, I was working in music. Me, uh, me and, and two of my other friends, we recorded an album. Okay. Uh, I wasn't necessarily performing music at that time. I was just like writing and doing like uh, marketing and management. Mm-hmm. At that, so that's what I was doing. I don't know, and then that led to us producing the album in the second semester. And then once we got out of college, that was the focus. And then got some jobs and started making actual some real adult money, and being able to like I don't know do stuff and figuring it out. But eventually, got out of music, or got into it in a, a capacity where it was just I'm working alone, and I did a lot of different writing and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was working stuff too and then uh, around that same time um i pretty much got peer pressure by a lot of my co-workers that i worked at this restaurant that said like you should try comedy and me i fought it me and another friend fought it and then eventually i was like fuck it i'll go 
and then I end up going <laughs> and I end up liking it and then I end up falling in love with it and then yeah it's crazy then almost five and a half almost six years later we're here okay so that was about five years ago that you started doing comedy uh, yeah uh, was that in your college town that that you started doing it no I started in Nashville I started at the East Room you did you started yeah. at the East Room started oh, wow. at the that's the first place I ever went up. I had no idea, man. Yeah, crazy. What was that like? Five. What was the climate like five or six years ago? So I, I know it's different than it was. You know, oh, very, now. very different. The whole thing is that I only went to the East Room because it was closer to my house than Spanky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ge- you know, geography really does play a, a lot into it. You know. To this day, oh, yeah. I think, you know. <laughs> and so when I went, so I went to check it out. I didn't go to do actual comedy the first time. I kind of identified me going and trying comedy. I actually remember telling the girl that I was dating at the time, not dating, but we had a situationship for ongoing years. Mm-hmm. But she was moved back to New Orleans. And I remember telling her that I was going to do comedy. And she laughed and thought I was crazy. <laughs> And uh, and so I remember that being like it kind of like pissed me off a little bit, but it was cool. But it was sure. like, oh, she doubt me? What the fuck? Yeah, kinda. yeah. So I don't know. When I went, I started. Uh, I went like two months later. After that, I went in February, and then from there, it was uh, yeah. I started doing it, and I was peer pressure to it. I went to check it out, and it was a guy that I knew, uh, named uh, it was a guy named Wix that I knew that I knew him because. To work with his roommate and he was like okay. Bro, what yeah i'm like man he like I'm, I'm just checking it out man he was like so you think about doing comedy i'm like man a little bit he's like well you doing it and so <laughs> he, so now he knew brad elwich and so he went talk to brad elwich he got the clipboard and he brought it to me and i could sign up anywhere i wanted to mm-hmm. and it was like 24 spots open and i signed up seventh and then i went up like yeah and hot like spot. that's a hot spot yeah, I didn't even know. I was just like, I'm going to pick seven. So I went seven, and um, it went okay. It wasn't, it wasn't great. I, I looked at it as this. It was a small victory for me. It was like, all right, it was my first time. It wasn't the worst. I wasn't the worst person that went up tonight, and I wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. But it gave me an idea. And I, I want to say that the best that night probably was like either like Josh Wagner or Narado. It was one of those yeah. two. It was like the funny, or maybe it was it was him, or maybe Gary was up there too. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. It was like one of them three, though. I remember it being like one of those three. They was, I was like, oh, they funny, uh-huh. and um, see, so I kept going back, and I kept going and kept going, and got to the point where I was doing it every Tuesday. Then it got to where I was doing it Tuesday and Thursdays, and then it got to the point I was doing it Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and and then I did that for. Um, I did it for like two months, and then I went to Denver. Mm-hmm. And I went to Denver for four twenty, and uh, it was like a, I don't know. I went out there and I, and I like seen the seen the light, the seen the green light, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, I went to a Snoop Dogg concert, and I was like super high, <laughs> and around the crowd though, and I noticed that it was black people there, white people, Indian, uh, Asian. Like everybody, every kind of race of person was there. Every full, full palette, full palette, you know. <clears throat> yeah, full palette. Like every race, every age segment, everybody was there. 
every income. And so uh, I looked at that crowd. I looked at that crowd and I was like, this is my crowd. This mm-hmm. is the crowd I want to represent what I'm doing. And, uh, and so I went back to, I got back to Nashville and my roommate at the time, one of my roommates at the time, like pretty much told me that, like, what what I'm doing? What was I doing for going to like the Denver that I could have did this and that? And I told them that comedy was the way. And they told me that like, was I crazy? Because it's a, everybody, a lot of people got dreams and shit like that. And, like it's pretty much saying that like a lot of people trying to do shit and what make you think you different. And mm-hmm. it kind of pissed me off so bad is that I went back and I started like, and like it got under my skin, so I started writing like my ass off the next two months. Yeah. The first time, the first two months of comedy, I wasn't really writing. I was just trying to get used to being on stage. So I would just like go up there and fuck off, you know what I'm saying? And like try to be funny for the day and mm-hmm. just find impulsiveness, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But now it me off. And then so I started writing jokes. And then I don't know, for that next two months, I just started fucking ripping up the open mics and nice. ripping up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just tearing that shit down where it was like, people like, oh, dude getting funny. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. Yeah. And it, Got that fire on you, you know? Yeah, I was pissed, man. So I was four <laughs> months. And uh, I was, it was in, it was uh, June 26th. And wow. Okay. I, I, I got booked for my first show. Joe Kelly booked me for my first show. Mm-hmm. Um, cause somebody, uh, cause somebody bagged out. And it was a spot open. And it was like, but it still was like two or three weeks before the show. So I had plenty of time. It wasn't like a last minute thing. How, how long was that from when you started doing comedy when you got your first show? Four months. Four months. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems about right. Yeah, yeah. And I say this though, four months in back 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 then mm-hmm. means different than four months now. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it meant way different. And not saying it in a, a arrogant way, but the scene was way different back then, you know. Let me, what I'm saying? I mean, let us know. Like, 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 please, please uh, explain. You know what I mean? Uh, the scene was known for um, for only like booking friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, the scene was known for uh, only like a few people that did shows. It wasn't like it, it like it, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? I, I like it is what it is. You know, what I'm saying? I ain't blaming whoever it, what it was, sure. but point of where it was only a certain amount of shows going on in a week and it was only booked by a certain amount of people. I got you. And the whole thing is that some of them people who was booking them shows didn't necessarily fuck with everybody, mm-hmm. which I understand that too. And so if they didn't fuck with you, they ain't fucking with you. And so there's a lot of people weren't getting booked on shows. So that's where, that's where it kind of like I started at though. So when I started doing shows after doing them for so long, I, I took it as I'm in good with the people who booking shows now, but just say six months down the line, they didn't fuck with me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I ain't saying that they didn't, but, sure. but what if factor? And so I started, uh, so I started actually doing my own shows. I started doing my shows in November of that year. So I was oh, like, you nah. did that quick. Yeah. I was like nine months in, I started booking shows. My first show I booked, it was at a uh, Sunday night. Uh, it, it was at Cabana. Down, it was a Cabana down Hillsborough Village. Uh, mm-hmm. I booked it on Sunday night at 9 o'clock. And the whole thing, I booked the people who I thought was actually funny. In the, yeah. in the, I didn't book it off no friends or people who were my best friends. I booked it off 
just the people who I thought was the funniest people in the city. At it, was that merit, time. It, it was merit based. Basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so my first show, it was uh, it was Joe Kelly. And you know, he was one of the funniest people, but I was, yeah, he booked me too. So it was like a double whammy. So I like sure. to feel players. So sure. it was Joe Kelly. Uh, it was Josh Wagner. <laughs> um, it was Jordan Jensen. Uh, you don't know her, but Jordan started in yeah. that. She started around the same time. She started a little, maybe a little bit before me, maybe six months or so before I started. She's okay. from Boston, New York. But one of the funniest comics that came through Nashville in the last, since I started, easy. And now mm-hmm. she lives in New York. And last, uh, last year, she actually was on Just for Laughs, uh, the, the, the biggest, the world biggest comedy festival. So yeah. she definitely, she's, Look out for her, and just know that she started in Nashville. Nice. So she was a big deal one day, and so it was. Uh, so Jordan Jensen, I think everybody who was on the show got the opportunity to be a big deal for real, for real. Yeah. Uh, but, so Jordan Jensen, I booked B Cove. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know B Cove, you just know he's funny as fuck. I booked. Oh, yeah. I, booked uh, I booked Renard Hirsch. <laughs> and then yeah. last, um, I booked. Um, I booked a guy named Terry T from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And, uh, and I seen him at Zany's and I thought he was funny as hell. At that, like, it was like when Zany's did the competition, he commented out the Yazoo. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was so funny. And he won, the, he won the, the, the one before and he was hosting. So I was like, man, I just, I was like, I sent him at the show. I was like, threw it in the wind. It was my first show. And I literally explained it to him, like, hey, bro, it's my first show. But I want to invite you down here and do the show, man. It was like, like I, it's free, but I'm taking donations and like I'm just. He was like, "Yeah, I'm down." I was like, "Okay, yeah." And then I'm not like not to toot my shit. Like everybody crushed. It was everybody <laughs> crushed. I mean, like from the list, you got a bunch of bangers. There's no way they're not going to, you know. But man, but still, that's that. But like when I say that now, it, it seems it seems. It seems weird, but man, it's like when I started, bro. They went comedy shows went book like that, yeah. And, you know, where it was just, hey, this is people I just think the funniest, and you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, book like that, and you know what I'm saying, and booked across the board and with that much diversity, and you know what I'm saying, it wasn't book the shows went book like that. That just that is just true, yeah. And uh, and yeah, and so everybody who came to that show, it was like, oh man, everybody was funny. And it's like, and that kind of lit a fire on me, man. I saw I started doing that show and we had, so we did it and we packed it out. It was like over a hundred people and nine, uh, and the show started like nine 30, bro. It started, it's posted at nine, but it started like nine 30 <laughs> people on a Sunday. And people was like, I don't know who the hell this dude Brazzer TV is, but yeah, he packed out a damn room, like full of people or strangers. Yeah. Like so, like so, people started kind of taking me serious, and it was like some people from out of town kind of popped in. So it was like people started kind of taking me serious a little bit earlier. Then, because after that, I booked another room, and by the by, my first year, okay. I was I was running three rooms. Okay, I was running Nashville and one in Franklin. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I I started booking people that was like come up and coming. Were, were you still doing the same like formula? Were you still like just was it merit-based for you at that point? Like, I just want to showcase funny people. 
it was that, but it was also a, a different vibe too. It was like, because I started giving people like their first opportunities of doing real sets. Yeah. And a lot of people opportunities of doing stuff more consistent. It's like, if for real, for real, like if you ask a lot of comics, like from around that time, I booked a lot of comics for the, like either their first or second shows that they was really getting on. Mm-hmm. Like, from the people now, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. like, like, not trying to sound like I'm doing nothing special, but it's like some of the funniest people in the city now. I'll book them for their first. They, yeah. they, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, mm-hmm. I feel fortunate for that. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that I seen something in them. I seen people if they was working hard. It don't mean that everybody was funny. Is when I first started booking them, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But it was like, but if you coming out for two, three months straight every time an opportunity doing open mics, I'm like, oh yeah, you my homeboy. We 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 smoke weed together before the open mics. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. On this little show, it's my, it might only be 20 people there. Sure. But for sure. But again, you know the, the, that goes back to, that's a merit-based thing. And that's you being a fan of the scene and being a fan of comedy versus like the business of it. You know what I mean? And like, okay. like the business thing, like, that's a point I'm gonna I'm gonna come up. Actually, might as well bring up now. Because uh, um, when I think of you, Brad, like like the first thing that comes to mind is like business, man. Like you know how to market yourself. You know how to market Brad Sativa. You know what I'm saying? And like when I think of you in comedy, I think of business, man. It's like where did that business mind come for you? Like in comedy, and and, and just that business mind that that you were able to. Injecting the comedy. Uh, well, thank you first and foremost, man. Oh, for sure, man. Um, but for real, for real, man, it just came from from failure, bro. It came from came from failure. It came from being tired of of the same shit. It, it came from a point of wanting to change my story and everything. That's it. Came from the, the most humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? And I say that just because I, I've been in positions where I was like in my early twenties working for office, working for offices, doing sales and doing mm-hmm. a corporate America thing, making a shit ton of money for a person my age. You know what I'm saying? I've been in that. Yeah. I don't have it now, so it's like so I ain't bragging. You know what I'm saying? I didn't been where I didn't did that. I didn't been where I've been like fucking selling fucking like weed and making living off of that for two and a half, three years. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I didn't did, I didn't did where I was in a fucking restaurant. Um, I did where I was in a restaurant for fucking like years, bartending, slaving, and shit like that. Over that, I done done all that shit. I done been broke as fuck. I done had money, and so I done done all that. And so when I started comedy, I went in already self aware. I had a knowledge of my damn self. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I came in self aware. I knew where I was and I knew what I lived. And mm-hmm. so, and the first, when I first started, it was just me figuring out how to be funny first. And sure. then I thought how to be funny, I figured out how to, like, to tell my story. And once it's like, once you figure out you're funny, for me, I see that as that, at that point, it's a product. You yep. know what I'm saying? That you can, you can get money off of, you can, like, you can, like, whatever that money is. I'd have been paid uh, every amount Almost like every amount under, like under, fucking like a under like twenty five. Let's say twenty five hundred and under. I've been paid all of that amounts. 
in any from free to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's like I, I just realized hey, it's a product, and that product can only be as advanced as you want it. So it's like it's like certain things like me. Okay, to say for weed, for instance, get an mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. You got good ass weed in Nashville, Tennessee. You can you can charge a little bit more than you can charge. You can charge a lot more than you can charge in Michigan. You can mm-hmm. charge California because weed everywhere in California is everywhere in Michigan is everywhere in Colorado. But now not a lot of weed like just legal weed. You know, there's none. So it's like because of that, it's like what you're doing. You got to make sure it's like the shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure it's like, nah, you can't. Everybody out here doing this. So I got to put myself out here and, and make it happen. And so it's like, I know I'm in a saturated market, but it's about me making my shit better. It's about me making my shit like really going through the like the tempo and challenge myself. And so that's the whole thing with me, man. Everything, every obstacle that I've ever accomplished is because somebody said that I couldn't do it or that how easy it wasn't, how easy it's not going to be, like, it's going to be a hard job, it's not going to be easy. Everything I've done in my career has been driven off of pretty much somebody saying some dumb shit that pissed me off. <laughs> for real. Everyone yeah, no, my, no, I feel you. No, for sure, man. Every fight I had. It's motivational, you know? Yeah. So I run, I run like that. That's how I always run halfway pissed off. Yeah, that's good though. It keeps you motivated, you know. And like, yeah. like on top of the uh, the thing, and like, I I gotta I gotta mention it, man. It's like you got this merch game down as far as Nashville, Tennessee comedy goes. Like you're the number one merch guy. I see like elderly people wearing sativa shit. You know what I'm saying? And they look at me. They're like, "Yeah, Brad." You know what I mean? Like, like you've got the sativa brand out there, like in the in the biggest way. Like that's not even a compliment. That is a observation. That's the true observation. Like people want your merch, man. Like where did that start for you? Like being like, I'm going to, this is, I'm, I'm Brad Sativa. I'm going to market this. And you've done it in the most brilliant way, man. Like, do you have any, what's the story behind that, man? Uh, the story is that when I first started doing comedy and I, uh, it's like my name, my real name is is like a real white name. And uh, and so it's like, I didn't want to go up every day explaining my name. Every time I had to go up explaining it, oh yeah, I know I sound like this, but I know my name, like I should be this, but it's not that. I felt like that I would have to explain it every time I went up. And um, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want that to be something I want to deal with. And so, so I Googled my name. Like, and so when I Googled my name, it was every white guy you could think of. I'm talking about real estate agent, <laughs> fucking like a, a nurse practitioner, got them every fucking white job you could think of. <laughs> All of them, pastors, everybody. And it's like, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with all this. I want to separate myself. Sure. And so things that Sativa is like, oh man, I smoke weed. And it's like my name can't be Brad Weed though. That's just stupid. <laughs> Brad Blunt and then like I didn't want Brad to be Blunt. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it to be something so like aggressive, but I wanted to be like it's a, a subtle thing. So if you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. 
And so the whole thing is that for the first year, nobody in the scene knew my real name. Everybody thought it was Sativa. Oh, they still do, man. Like, like they asked me, it's like, is his real name Sativa? And I'm like, yep. You know, <laughs> it's like, why not? You know, man, that's what, eventually though, I, I'm actually going to change my name legally. Good. Yeah, I mean, like, you might as well, because I'm sure you're making more money now than you, you are with your real last name, you know? Uh, yeah, it's about true. <laughs> now, I'm just saying, like, like I, I'm doing, I'm moving around a little different now. I'm doing, I'm trying to do everything, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm trying to put my hand in every pot. I told you, it's like, I don't, I ain't finna get caught again by the pandemic. So I'm, like, trying to be very proactive and progressive. So I'm trying to figure it all out. So that's why I said it like that. It wasn't like me saying it in a fucked up way. No, 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 no. I got you, man. Hey, let me backtrack for a second, man. Like, like <laughs> let's touch on it. Like, <laughs> can you explain a little bit more? Cause you just briefly touched on it. Like, let me know about your music background, man. Like, like how, how did that come about? Or like, where'd that start? And where'd that end for you, man? Uh, started as, I started at church. Yeah. You know, Church, mom, mm-hmm. uh, cousins, peers, and like that order. You know what I'm saying? It's like at first church, I sang in choirs. I sang in like three choirs. Mm-hmm. I sang in chorus. I sang in the the, the mass choir and the, and the youth choir. I was very involved in the church. Uh, I used to be in leadership in the church very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, yeah. So I, I was out there doing stuff already. So music was kind of like one of my first loves. And then whatever my mama played, it was be stuff that I love. And then when I got a little bit older, my cousin influenced with gangster rap and yep. then your peers, what you listen to with your peers. And then, uh, yeah, we all led to getting here. Um, and so, yeah, I did music, man. Like wrote, wrote music and performed music. Well, mostly yeah. I, I recorded more than performed. Um, like, like producer kind of stuff? Uh, executive production, but also I did a lot of songwriting. I, I did a lot of like course writing. I can write mm-hmm. like hook. hooks. Hooks is like my bread and butter. I can write hooks. And so I got to the point where I used to write hooks for a lot, a lot of like a lot. And so I, I was, I wrote hooks for a few people, but then I wrote hooks for some projects that I was working on and I would just get other rappers to come rap. I do the hooks, I record them and I get another rapper to come and like do the verses. What, what, where, where were you doing that at, man? Oh, shit. East Nashville. You were? The house I'm at right now, this ain't even my house. This is my friend's house. This is my first time. I used to come out here a long time ago, bro, when I was like right out of college, when I was still slick. Mm-hmm. Living in Murfreesboro, I used to drive up here. You know what I'm saying? Come here. So this is my first time coming out east, and that's why out east was different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's not this east now. It was out east was way different. And yeah, uh-huh. so I'm actually here at the place that this is the first place I used to come in and occupy out east. So hey man, like what's in the future with, with Brad Sativa, man? What's going on, man? Shit, man. I, 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 for real, for real, we're gonna see. I really I got plans, I got ambitions, but the only thing I can do now is just try to maximize my current situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was planning on moving. And I won't be able to move for quite a bit just because you can do more in the South than anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? That's true, man. Like, like, especially here, man, like we're in like a, you can draw that big circle and you can just hit a lot of other cities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like Brad, like, yeah, I don't want you to leave just yet, man. Like you've, you've created like 
not an empire, but you definitely created like a vibe in this town, man. Like, you know, but, I know you know what I'm saying? It's this is is uh is okay, it's like this. Is I don't know, man. It's like I feel like at the end of the day, I got I do have to go out and spar with the big boys for them like for me to to really carry my name mm-hmm. to the next level. You know what I'm saying? But also it's just that I think I outgrown this thing. I've done everything here that I could want to do. Okay. And, you know, from starting comedy here to producing at this point hundreds of shows in this town. Yep. Um performing at a, a lot of venues. Like I, I kind of started trying to create a list of all the venues I performed at in Nashville. But countless venues I performed at here. Uh, I, I recorded my album at Exit In, which is a historic place here in Nashville. Sold out too, right? Man, yeah, for, for like we, could, we didn't do standing room, we did seating. And I like I did that myself. Yep. Rented 100 chairs. Uh, fucking, they had like 60, 70, and we filled them all. And I, and, I, and I saw you when you headlined your first Zany show, man. I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, again, pa- again, Pat, you know what I mean? Like, like you, your name is not overlooked, man. Like even this year, I think on the Nashville scene, you were number three, like top, top comedian in Nashville, you know what I mean? And that's nothing but, but lead work on your end. I guarantee, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, that's funny. I didn't even know that about that. I was third. Did you not? Man, you third. Uh, it, it was Nate, it was Dusty, and it's you. Oh man, you got some <laughs> I will, man, I will. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even know that. That's funny. That's who I got beat by. I feel better than. Yeah, yeah. It was Nate, Dusty, <laughs> and Brad Sativa. But I guarantee, man, you know why? It's because those damn shirts, man, and those hats. And, and, like, like just the way you, you know, you've taken the business of it. And, like, it, it's that's an underground thing. You know what I mean? Where, well, you man, know. That made me, that, like, for real, I didn't even know that. Because I, like. Yeah. I knew Nate won. And I, like, I was like, oh, that's dope. And I told people, I was like. That's I'm like at least I got beat by Nate. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> like I was like, but I didn't know. But I didn't even know because I didn't promote that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not stuff like that, like accolades like that. I'm not gonna promote about that. Sure, but both for me, like you know, it's a lot. Like I didn't see no comics doing it. No, but, no, no. But like I, other I'm people. just saying that 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 just proves your brand in this town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's great, man. I thought it was, I thought it was very hip. You know? I didn't even know that, but yeah, send me a picture of that. I want to see. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I do. Sure, I'm gonna post that. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, I'll find it, man. I'll send it to you. Brad, yeah. where, can the, where can the people find you, man? Online, like all that good stuff. Online, yeah, man. Uh, online, you can find me um, at Brad Sativa, all one word on Instagram. The real Brad Sativa on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, Brad Sativa, uh, Brad Sativa BNA. Uh, the merch is under on uh, on Instagram. The merch is under Sativa BNA. Um, the, um, the what else? The, the, the YouTube is Brad's. Uh, I got an artist page on there, and kind of got got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'm on I'm on all the major streaming services. I do have an album out, Petty. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. It's, it's like yeah, it's on every streaming service. Title, YouTube, Red, Amazon. It's literally every streaming site. We own it, dude. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. And uh, man. 
man, like it's been fun, dude. I hope you had a good time. And, uh, you know, like, like I say, you're a staple on the scene and I look forward to seeing you. I think you're on the East room tomorrow. So I know I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, man. I'm going I'm to pull up. I ain't did a mic in like months. Good. Yeah. You need to, you need to brush that rust off. Yeah. Um, I'm a, <laughs> all new shit. Good. Yeah. Let's hear it, man. Let's go for it. Yeah. All right, Brad. We'll see you later, man. All right. Appreciate you, bro. Hell yeah. All right. For sure. Done did it. Once again, man. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Listen to that whole thing. Go, Brad. Go. Brad Sativa, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging out with the Badum Chain with Carl, man. As always, follow us on most platforms. Wherever you're listening, you're probably in the right avenue. You know what I'm saying? Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. List keeps growing, man. So does the guest list. Guest list growing. So hopefully we're going to have another episode next Friday. So keep you posted. Keep yourself posted. I'll try to keep posted. Whatever that means. (laughs) All right, man. We'll see you later.